Now, great to see you, Steph. Thanks for coming by. So I appreciate you guys having me. It's nice to see the uh, young fellas out here working on the game and playing hard. So. Well, first, we have to ask you about Andre Iguodala. And, and before you get into the type of player that he is, coming out and saying you're the second coming. He's <laughs> a great teammate already, right? <laughs> I think he wants a couple extra plays called for him going forward. But, uh, yeah, you know, big-time player. Um, you know, we, I think we got better over the summer. Obviously, we lost Jared Jack and Carl Landry, two big pieces for us. But to add Andre, uh, who's a versatile player, can play really like four positions, um, and he can guard. So uh, definitely a big addition for us. Well, speaking to the Jared Jack you know, subtraction, uh, his play allowed you to actually play off the ball a lot. Uh, are you feeling comfortable with the thought of maybe having to run the, run the point the whole time? I'm up for it. Um, you know, I, I think I could be able to you know use my, my skills the, the best way to be able to do both. But I think that's what they, they saw with Andre being able to be a playmaker and be a ball handler uh, in certain situations. Uh, certain lineups we throw out there where I'm able to still play off the ball, run off some screens, and, and, uh, and Andre can, can run some of the points. So uh, we also have you know, Clay and Harrison who are developing as well. Spot. So uh, we have options. I think Coach Jackson is going to have some fun putting out different lineups. You know, it's one of the things that Rick and I discussed earlier in this game was you talk to everybody with Golden State, and, of course, offense comes up. But yet the tone that is always set with Coach uh, Jackson is defense. And we're even talking about how in your weight room you have everybody in a defensive <laughs> stance, right? That's it. And so you know, everybody knows you guys score, but – just talk a little bit and tell us about the focus that Mark Jackson puts on defense with you guys. Well, if you just look at our history as an organization, um, obviously we played an exciting brand of basketball, put up a lot of points, but it, it didn't turn into you know long-term success. Um, and we understood that. The guys that have been around uh, before Coach Jackson understood that that was fun to play that way, but it didn't lead to you know postseason appearances. And if, uh, if we really you know buckled down on defense. Uh, kind of played like our Warriors Summer League teams playing with the first game. They had <laughs> held the team to 50 points, and it looks like they're on the way can, to do it Can again. you believe that's Summer League? <laughs> yeah. huh? So, uh, dude, that's the identity that we tried to adapt, adopt from, uh, from Coach. And, um, obviously, last year uh, we put up some points, but I think the reason we were so successful was because of our defense. Well, along with uh, the free agent acquisition of Vicky, uh, you're looking around the league. You're, you're watching other teams, and you're seeing the changes and the acquisitions they're making. Anyone out there you see that has gotten better in the Western Conference you're concerned about? I think the Clippers, they did uh, a good thing getting some shooters from, from CP to, to you know, find on the perimeter. Obviously, they have those, those high-flying guys down in the post. Uh, but to be able to space the floor with J.J. and, and Jared Dudley, that, that was a big uh, move for them. But I think the West has gotten strong all the way across the board. I could spend you know, 30 minutes yeah. talking about yeah. this team. But, um, I think we've done the same. Uh, I think we've kept pace with every team and, and hopefully made even more strides and um, can hopefully you know ride that wave that we did at the end of the season on um, to start out the, uh, at the next year. What do you think that'll do for you guys heading into next season? Just knowing that you made it to it, the second round, you face San Antonio. San Antonio obviously goes on it, to the finals and loses. Yeah, it's just a, a confidence boost. We knew at the beginning of the season, regardless of if 
teams or you know, or analysts were picking us to make the playoffs or not, or even when we got to the playoffs, no nobody really gave us a shot in either series. So it just gave us confidence that we know we can play with anybody if we play our style and and uh, you know be one of the hardest working teams in the league. We're not the most talented, I think, across the board, but if we work hard and that it, um, you know, with the lines we can throw out there, we're going to be a tough team to beat. And and uh, I think that the playoffs really showed that. Have you had time? Uh, Maybe with your dad just to look back and talk at all about the playoff performances that you had, not only as a team, but then also just individually. Yeah, he was he was having a hard time putting in the words just how proud he was of, of us as a group. He, he seen, met all of my teammates and, and obviously followed us um, you know, the whole year. So to see us all have success was huge. As a former player, you know, he's, he's happy for us. And I think me personally just – uh, he knew I had it in me, um, but just to see it kind of unfold on the level that he, he played for 16 years, it's it's kind of hard to put in the words um, for him. And uh, we just we just laugh about it. Um, he called me after each game and kind of you know just I could I could see, I could hear him shaking his head and, and all over the phone just you know how proud he was and it was just a lot of fun. They got to come out to uh, San Antonio and Denver to watch some games, so it was, it was a lot of fun. We saw you got a chance to actually also be a part of the social media awards. Yeah, that was fun. You did that a good job. Fun. That was fun. Uh, to be you know, kind of live uh, set up on, in, in the studio, yeah. it was definitely kind of a rush. And uh, you know, hope maybe maybe after the after career is over, but you know, one of those little things that uh, you, you enjoy to hand out social media, which is obviously huge in the yeah. game now, um, definitely a big thing. I want to specifically, you touched upon Draymond Green, but – he had some great moments in the playoffs, and the fact that Harrison Barnes, as well as Draymond Green, and even Baysmore were able to get in um, during the postseason, that's got to be huge as you now prepare for next year. It is. I had to wait four years to get a playoff you know, appearance, and they're coming in playing huge minutes in, in both series. So, uh, you know, it seemed like uh, Draymond really stepped in when David League, like you said, when yeah. David League went down, um, you know, filling in that, that role at the four spot. And, Made some huge winning plays defensively, knocked down some big threes. Uh, he stepped in. That's that's kind of a player they knew they drafted um, out of Michigan State, playing four years for Tom Izzo. That's that's his identity, and uh, he really showed that uh, in the playoffs. We talked about big threes. You've been making big threes your whole career, but enough of them to break the record for most in the regular season. But you had to be watching the finals. Yeah, a big three by Ray Allen, who you passed for the record, but Danny Green. Uh, you, had to be, you had to be thinking, itching to be on that stage at that level to display your 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 acting. It's it's amazing um, the storylines from out you know outside that arc. Uh, you know my regular season record that kind of just came out of nowhere in the last three games that I knew it was, it was a possibility, so I started shooting for it and <laughs> thankfully knocked down and, and just enough to get it. But uh, you know, to see Danny Green the way he, he played in the finals on the biggest of stages, obviously, um, and, and setting that record that he did, and no bigger shot than Ray Allen's three in the yeah, corner man. that basically won him the, the championship in Game Six. So um, you know, the, the three ball is definitely you know showing how powerful it is throughout the course of the season, and uh, you take good ones and you knock them down, you can definitely help the teammate. Well, I definitely think Ray. Losing his record in the finals for most three <laughs> had to be annoyed by that, but I, I think he trade that record for that big three. No he doubt. To win no, the no, I guess I took the regular season. Danny Green took the finals just record, and then uh, he Here makes the most unbalanced three. Just oh. it's a big shot, man. That's just 
that's one of those ones like when you play AAU and your, your coach tells you not to whenever you catch the ball inside the three-point line don't don't take that extra step back he did it he needed sure to knock it down so huge 272 Lance Goldborn with the slam dunk 272 made threes Claiborne with a long three-pointer that doesn't go for yourself do you did you come into the season saying to yourself, whistle and a foul. You know, this is a number, I want to get to 250, or once you get to 250, then you go, or is it just what developed, and then when you got close, you said, all right, now I'm just going to start going for it. Yeah, I think after the New York game, um, I hit, a, I think, 11 that game. That's when people start talking about it, and I, I knew the three-point shot is one of my strengths, so I'm going to shoot it, uh, but you never really can – you know, see that far in the future of where it'll be at the end of the season. Um, coaches kept telling me to take good shots. You know, when you're in rhythm and balance, he was off the dribble to catch, not, you know, rise up and take them. And at the end of the season, those last three games, um, I think I had to make like you know, 14 or 15 in three games and, and got hot. And so that was just one of those situations where you're just having fun. We, we won all those games and making a playoff push. So every game meant something too. So it was, um, it was just a part of, of, of the end of the season story going into the playoffs. I'm trying to figure out what you, what went on in the locker room at halftime. <laughs> you come out in the third quarter yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> you get 23 points effortlessly. I don't know. I don't know. There was no change in my mentality or anything. I was... Um, I have. I still have had what two months since then to kind of figure it out, but I haven't been able to find an explanation for it. Just getting hot, teammates finding me when I was open, taking some tough shots and making them, and then uh, just just having fun. Maybe that's one of those things you don't want to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, right? I guess so. You yeah. just kind of let it go. But that next, that first game of the next season, that third quarter, I might I might get a little nervous and trying to add up to the. Uh, performances of last year. Yeah, you can't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. what, when you think about this summer, heading into next year, are there parts of your game? I know health certainly has been key for you uh, over the course of this past year, but is there a part of your game say, all right, this is something that I want to work on. This is maybe an area where I want to, you know, look at and, and add something to it? Really, the only thing is, you know, defensively just continue to uh, – the point guard position is the toughest in the league, yeah. I think, night in, night out. So to be able to, to hold your own, um, you know, make other other your opponents uncomfortable um, and follow the defensive game plan each night, that's the biggest thing. But on the offensive end, it's, it's just trying to get to the free throw line, um, you know, more frequently. I think it's uh, – it, I found out in the playoffs when your jump shot's not falling in certain period, quarters or halves, to get to that free throw line, get some easy shots. Uh, easy points for your team and getting that foul situation, it's a, it's a big advantage that you have. And I think adding Andre Godala, who's really known to get to the basket and draw contact, that's going to be a huge set of precedence for a team that we can follow his lead in, in that regard. How did the run, and I know, you know two totally different, but how did the run last year or this past season compare at all? Does it compare at all? As Clark drives and there's a foul to bringing Davidson College to the Elite Eight, which you did, which was an absolutely magical run with your great head coach there, Bob McKillop. Uh, when you look at those two runs that you put together, uh, how do they compare? Do they not compare at all? They're pretty similar. Um, just 
you know, the, the expectations from outside of our locker room weren't there for our team. Surprise everybody, but the confidence inside that locker room from the coaching staff to every single player was there that we could beat any team. Obviously, in college, you're playing one team, then you're playing the next. Uh, for us, it was Gonzaga, or Gonzaga, Georgetown, Wisconsin, Kansas, and so you're playing a different team. But in the playoffs in the NBA, the grind of playing the same team over and over again and trying to get four wins. I know, you know, Rick championship, you know, win. That's the hardest thing to do. I found, and it, it, it's it's such a sense of accomplishment when you get it done. Um, and so that's the only difference with just playing the same team and knowing so much about them by game three, or four that you you just grinding and trying to get you know that win however you can. Um, you know, San Antonio taught us a lesson in that regard in the second round, so you know, we learned from that.